All right, I think I've effectively claimed this room for the rest of the day. Awesome. Love it. Which the previous two have said this looks like an interrogation room. But oh, but this air though. Can't oh, get yeah. this anywhere. Oh, no. <laughs> this is gonna stand in here for a second. It's hot. It was supposed to not be that hot today, and then I feel like it really warmed up. Um, like two weeks ago, it was in the 90s and humid. A lot, so the heat index came to like closer to like 100, 110. Oh wow! And so this isn't that bad. Oh no, this is great. <laughs> it still feels bad though for some reason. I guess it depends if you're out in the sun. Yeah. So anyway, hi, I'm Shira. I'm Josh. Josh. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Hey. This is the Concert Podcast. Welcome to part three of our annual Vans Warp Tour coverage. We've got a good one today. Maybe one of the most fun people I've met in all my years doing this. Today, we're bringing you Shira Girl, punk rock artist, creator of the Shira Girl stage, all around great person. She was nice enough to take time out of her busy day to come talk with us, and I'm so happy we were able to set this up. The new EP, Brooklyn Goes Hollywood, is out now. Be sure to check that out on all the things. And now, without further ado, here is part three with Shira Girl. Enjoy. Um, how has the weather been on this tour so far, though? Um, it actually, compared to previous warp tours, it hasn't been bad at all. It's been pretty nice, mm-hmm. yeah. But there's always going to be those hot days. You know, Jersey was pretty hot. Yeah. Once it gets into the 90s, you know, it's, it's a little rough. <laughs> it's like, now, I know from experience how you survive in the heat, which is, by the way, you don't. So, mm-hmm. as a performer on here, how do you usually try to beat the heat? Um, definitely drink a lot of water. Got to stay hydrated. Um, you know, especially before the set, just try to, like, stay out the sun so whether it's um like finding an air-conditioned room or just staying in your tent in the shade you know because <laughs> it's hard you want to be out there and you be talking to people at your band and stuff yeah um so yeah just take care of yourself <laughs> so how's it been so far um it's been really good it's it's been awesome to be out you know for the final bands warp tour um because i have a little bit of history on the tour and it's just it's an honor to be able to be part of the final run yeah, yeah. so what does the quote average, and I know that's not a real word on this tour, what does your day usually look like? Um, well, up at the butt crack of dawn. <laughs> no, you get up early because it starts early. Um, you know, um, then just kind of, you know, making sure that everything is running smoothly, figuring out what time we play, you know, making sure everyone's doing a job, the merch is set up, you know, it's like signing up for the press time. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure that you don't miss the meal times that you feed yourself, you know, otherwise you miss it and then you're hungry for like three hours. Right. <laughs> um, checking out what other time, uh, what time other bands play, make sure you get to catch, you know, some of your friends' bands or your favorite bands. It's a big part of this tour. Um, and yeah, and then just uh, going out and doing a killer show, giving it all you got, you know, you're tired, you're hungry, you're, you're hot, but then like if you get on stage and nothing else matters, the crowd, feed off the energy of the crowd. And usually after the show, you know, we meet the fans at the merch tent, and um, and then yeah, just support all the other bands, hang out with Kevin, thank him, you know, <laughs> eat some dinner, do it all over again. It's like, and about what point on the tour do you start to, some of the days start running together, or is that pretty immediate that it happens? Um, it does kind of happen right away, I think, because you know, you just you get in the rhythm of it, and then you're you're like, wait, what city are we in? <laughs> <laughs> and then how do you usually remember what city you're in? Um, it's so funny that you asked that because I noticed when we went on stage yesterday, the band from before us had written the city on like the set list. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I guess they maybe have had trouble remembering. But I don't know. Um, 
I'm usually pretty focused on it. I, I think it's fun. I, I like to shout out, you know, the city, and people always respond to that, and you know, they want to like rep their city. So. And you never want to be the one that says the wrong city. Yeah, on there. I will. I've done. Everyone's done that at least once. You know, like I don't remember what city we're in, but I definitely messed it up at least once. <laughs> See, here it's confusing because. I think all the shirts and all the dates say Noblesville. It's usually referred to as Indianapolis, which, right. by the way, that's 20 minutes south. Yeah, but. yeah. And one band I talked to many years ago said there's two things you can do. One is when you wake up in the morning, look at all the license plates and see which ones you see the most. That's good. And the other one was if you're really forgetting the name by the time you go on stage, you just use the big warp Tour name that's instead true. of saying any actual names. Yeah, but. <laughs> because I noticed back in the day that there weren't a lot of uh, female artists on the tour and so we actually this this date actually has a lot of meaning because um, you know we had Paramore on their first ever tour and this was the date that they joined in oh nice <laughs> so it, we were kind of a scrappy it was 2005 it was their first tour ever and we were like a scrappy side stage punk rock it was like a pink box truck we like built our own mobile stage um, so I think they showed up and it was a little bit of culture shock for them <laughs> uh, you know because um they were just starting out, but they had, you know, a lot of label support, and um, they had already done a lot of, like, Christian rock festivals, and um, and then, you know, they showed up, and we were just, like, a bunch of, like, hardcore feminist chicks, like, running around <laughs> shit, DIY, you know, and I think, and, like, and then also, of course, they happened that day to put our stage on, like, the other side of the venue for whatever reason, so, you know, they were not too happy about it, so I remember Kevin, like, pulling me into the office and, like, letting me know, he's like, eh, Paramore's, uh, management team was asking, you know, so it was, it's, it's always rough on the first day of tour, and that was no exception, um, but they ended up doing awesome on that whole tour, and they finished the whole run with us, it was great. So what was kind of the genesis of starting that whole stage then, or was that kind of it? Um, just seeing, I actually started working with the Truth Campaign in 2003, and just seeing really at that time, it's gotten a lot better now, but at that time there were no females on stage. There was maybe like one female singer, I think Tsunami Bomb was on that year, but there was really no female musicians at all, and like, and I just, coming from New York, I just didn't understand why, because I knew a lot of girl bands. And um, and so, you know, I approached Kevin, and I said, you know, I really want to bring some girl bands on the stage and on the tour, and he said he was open to it, um, but, like, it was the 10th anniversary coming up, so he's like, let's do it next year. He's like, we got a lot going on this year. So, but we were young, and next year's going to be like a tourney, and we're like, next year? So we actually just crashed the tour. <laughs> we just drove in, we had a pink RV, and we, like, set up, this was in California, we set up, crashed the skate ramp, and had a little punk rock, PA system and you know Kevin walked by and we're kind of like holding our breath waiting to see what would happen when we get kicked out and he saw it, he smiled and he just said Shira so you want for the rest of the tour and so he invited us out he loved it because Kevin's awesome he's a punk rock guy right. he used to follow the Grateful Dead in the sandwich truck and so he said it reminded him of his roots and he respected that we you know just like did it and made it happen so he, his thing has always been if you can like make it happen I'll let it happen so I worked my ass off to get sponsorship and make it happen I mean his team helped us but the following year was 2005 that was when we had the first official stage and then how many years after that did that keep going we did on? like five years on and off so this was the last year um at select dates so we did it in california did the california dates we did in jersey and then kevin said all right i'm gonna put you on you know full sale stage for some other dates because you know he saw not only were we working hard with stage but also we um kevin came out to see us we played emo night in la and we just released a new uh ep with tim armstrong from rancid and tim was there and it was cool and he saw like the kids singing along to our music and he, you know he saw that we were working really hard and things were going well for us so he's always been really supportive and that's going to appear what on the last day 
this tour? Uh, the EP? Yeah. It's actually out already. Okay. It's called Brooklyn Goes Hollywood. We actually, we actually released it the first day of Warped Tour, June 21st. But we have a new music video called Summer's Coming, and that is premiering tomorrow. So um, we're actually doing a sneak peek today, and tomorrow it's going to be up. So. And as this like, last minute I talked to, um, anyone that's releasing new music, how do you integrate that into a set list that's usually only about 20, 30 minutes like, on any given day? Um, well, you know, it's a good question. I think for us, we try to do mostly new music because you want to kind of promote the new stuff that's out there, but you always want to put in a couple old songs, you know, in case any old fans come out. And then the other thing is, like, we are doing a medley of cover songs. We want to honor women who play work to it. <laughs> so, um, so basically, we, um, we like to mix in some cover songs too, because kids love cover songs, you know, they like to sing along to what they know. And right. So. Yeah, but we are, our set right now is mostly new stuff, which we're excited about, because we just feel like it's our strongest material, so. And one of our songs is on the band's Warped Tour compilation, the official 2018 comp, so. Oh, nice. Yeah, get, it's called Get Em Hot. <laughs> we have a music video for it, it's like a 1980s aerobics parody. <laughs> so we, we play that one, so I saw some people singing along to that, because they, they know it from the comp. Nice. Yeah, thank you. And then, I gotta go with the question I've asked everyone, which was repurposed from one I don't like asking. They'll all ask what's the weirdest thing you've seen, but I don't want to steal, so second weirdest thing you've seen on this tour. Second weirdest thing, um... Yeah, think of the weirdest thing and then throw that away completely because that's not the question. I don't know, I mean... It's hard to say, I'm trying to think, like... This whole tour's been, like, pretty cool, so... Um... I guess this could be considered weird when we played New Jersey we played the amphitheater and there was a guy dressed as a hot dog uh, and he was dancing and I thought it was really cool so I actually pulled him up on stage and he loved it and, and then it turns out he, he wrote me on Instagram, he has a whole like hot dog Instagram profile and he wrote me he's like thanks for making my dreams come true, my dream of dancing on stage in a hot dog costume. I was like oh that's so not cool That's a little weird, yeah but, but it was cool and the crowd loved it, it was fun so yeah. All right, and shout out to that guy. We'll look for that later. Hot Dog Starks, that's his name. Hot Dog Starks, okay. And then, since it's the last work tour, or the last cross-country one, like, how does, like, knowing that this is the last one factor into anything that you're doing right now? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely sentimental, you know? And it's, I think everyone has a real sort of, like, balls to the wall attitude about it, too, because it's like, this is the last hurrah, you know? So it's like, no matter, you know, there's definitely hard days on tour, you know? you wake up tired and whatever it is you know you miss the comforts of home or things aren't going your way like whatever it is you know and it's like you just have to remember like you gotta soak it all in because this is the last time you next yeah. year you're gonna be sitting around and saying you wish that you were out there so I think everyone is just, it's just a real attitude of gratitude and being so thankful to be able to be part of it and just making the most of it is there a sense of finality that kind of comes along with it there is but I think there's also a sense of like well what's next what's now you know like we got to kind of take, you know, Kevin Lyman, like, changed my life, it's like, and so many lives, so how do we take what he, what we've learned through this tour, and, you know, and what do, what do we do next, you know, take it and do something new with it, and, and Kevin is really honestly waiting to see, like, who comes up with the next big tour, and what, what, you know, he's kind of birthed this generation, so what are we going to do? Right, and I know he has, like, a billion different projects going on at the same yeah. time, too, Yes. because I thought about that on the way here, like, because I went all throughout my 20s, it's like the 10th time I've been to this. Like it was permanently like etched into my summer plans, and then after I leave this one's like, oh, okay, now what do I do next summer? But, yeah, totally. Uh, so what's next for you after this tour then? 
So um, we are um, actually, our goal is to record a music video for every song in the EP, the six songs, so we're just releasing the second one now. And we're definitely going to do more U.S. touring and more recording too. We, we are shooting to uh, release a full length next year, so. Um, but yeah, we definitely want to stay out there and play shows, you know. Just kind of stay active throughout the whole thing. Yeah, music videos and yeah, all that. It's like, how do you find time for all that then? It's hard. <laughs> Honestly, I'm constantly telling everyone, like, I feel like there's not enough hours in the day to do what I want to do. Especially, you know, as a younger band, like an emerging band, you don't have a lot of the same resources that the bigger bands do and they have big teams and labels and everything. So, right. um, you know, it, it's honestly very hard to like find the time, but you just kind of have to just go for it, you know? Yeah. Do the best you can. Just don't think, just do it. Yeah. All right. Um, I think we're close to the end of this then. Are we? Okay. So we're towards the end of this and we'll start wrapping this up. Um, I usually like giving the artist the last word, so anything you want to say uh go for it um, i just want to thank kevin lyman you know and the whole warped crew for like making my dream come true making so many dreams come true and um and you know i hope that um i'm able to continue kind of his legacy um and take my concept of the sheer girl stage and kind of see what else we can do to it and you know keep it going mm -hmm. but yeah and definitely check out my band sheer girl <laughs> and then where can we find you um, Shiragirl.com, it's S-H-I-R-A-G-I-R-L.com, and on all social media platforms, and Instagram is Shira underscore girl. And you were on Spotify, because I was listening to some of your songs on the way here, too, so. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Some of the new stuff? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was good. I like it. Thank you. All right, cool. Right. Cool. Well, thank you so much. Oh. <laughs> we can now leave our interrogation room. A big thank you to Shira Girl for sitting down and talking with us, and thank you for listening. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on all the things at Concert Live. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, and as always, your home for the best in live music coverage is at conc.art. That's conc.art. Part four is coming soon. Have a great day. Take care.